And now on Radio 4, we present the return of a showbiz legend. Throughout his long and distinguished career, spanning some five decades, Count Arthur Strong has entertained and informed audiences as varied as the Queen at many Royal Command performances. A doyen of light entertainment, he has appeared with many unforgettable stars of stage and screen, like Jimmy Clitheroe. Join him now for this week's instalment of... Count Arthur Strong's radio show. Oh, come on, where is it? Who on earth is this? I've just brought it in, for goodness sake. Come on, think. Remember your army training. <laughs> What would the gherkins do? Um, uh, gorillas do. What would the... Uh, uh, gurkhas, I mean. Um, retrace the steps. Right. Uh, I came through the door. I took my hat off. No, I didn't. Well, I'll take it off now. What's up with you? Right. So that's my hat off. Good. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> so I can rule that out. Then I went to the window to make sure I wasn't being followed, which I wasn't, unless he's uh, getting better at hiding and I'm losing my touch, which I'm not. <laughs> then I made myself a cup of tea. There it is, still steaming. And that brings me up to now. Oh, sod it. Um, I'll tell you something, there'll be eruptions of no small magnetite, but they're magnetite. Oh, Magnitude! Um, if I don't find that flipping carrier bag soon. There's a cauliflower in that. <laughs> don't want that turning rank on me. Jay Arthur. Uh, they'll smell for weeks, cauliflowers, when you lose them indoors. Everyone thinks it's you. <laughs> oh, now we're flipping to the. Hello? Hello, is that Count Arthur Strong? Might be. <laughs> What's he got to do with you? It's Mr Clark here from the chemists. You've left your... Don't tell me my enlargements of me and Danny LaRue have come back at last. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, we've not been... Well, I'm furious, Mr Clark, quite furious. Those photos were taken at a variety club of Great Britain do for the partially impaired. <laughs> As I said to your broad and witless wife in the shop this morning, <laughs> I've got my book signing and my first volume of my diaries of mine I've done today. I want to use those pictures as a backdrop. I've got very important people wanting to see those. Very important people um, wanting to see those. <laughs> One of the Sunday papers is in a bidding war for those. With, um, one of the Monday papers. Your incompetence reflects very badly on me when I have to tell their huge publicity machines they've got that my pictures haven't come back from the chemist yet. Well, we've had another look, and the thing is, we've still not been able to find any trace of the negatives. Uh, you are sure you brought them in? Right, that's it. Don't say anything else to me, Mr Clark, because you and Lady Mook, your wife, <laughs> really are just beginning to sound just a little bit like the same old gramophone record that's got... Stuck in a groove to me. You, you, you ought to do a flipping duet. 
Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet, I don't think. <laughs> no, I will not brook this kind of talk, Mr. Clark. I'm sorry to tell you that you now find yourself facing the full wrath of my legal representatives, the Citizens' Arrest Bureau. Um, <laughs> Vice Bureau, the Citizen... Advice uh, Bureau, I said. Citizens' Advice Bureau. And you've brought that on yourself. Good day to you. But you've left your carrier bag. Accusing me of not taking the negatives in. A nerve of him. Listen, they were on the desk. I picked them up. I put them in the inside pocket of my jacket. There they are, look, large as life. <laughs> I went down to the chemist with them. I personally handed them to Mrs. Clark. <laughs> right, well, I shall still send him a very stiff letter talking to me like that. There is a principle involved here. Right, now then. Uh, let's have a little read-through of my speech, shall we? <clears throat> Good afternoon. Um, oh, for goodness sake. Who's that now? I've just got going. <sighs> One thing is another, isn't it? Right down into... Yes, yes! <clears throat> well, what can I do for you? I'm in the middle of something here. Television licensing. Uh, no, I don't think I will, if it's all the same for you. <laughs> Calling. Oh, for crying out loud. Look, I've been quite polite to you up until now, but really, I'm much too busy for all your fun and games. No, I don't think you understand, sir. I'm from television licensing. Oh, now then. You can answer me a question, you can. Come on, follow me. Oh, mind your head on that light fitting. <laughs> come in, come on. Now, look at this. Right then, you're the expert. What's wrong with that? No, look, I think you misunderstand. Uh, it doesn't matter where you put the person. If it does. Fair, fairish, no. Oh, sod it. The aerial. <laughs> They're all the same anyway, just different boxes. <laughs> look, it doesn't matter where you hold it. Here you are, you have a go. Hold it a minute. You see, it's... Oh, hang on. Just went clear then. Put it back where you had it. No, you didn't have it there. It was higher up. I'm, I'm sorry about your picture, but I, I don't... Higher! Really... Higher! Come on, stretch up. More to your left. Oh, look, what's that? I think it's Bargain Hunt. Look, I don't know anything about television. Oh, shush, I like Bargain Hunt. Have our contestants chosen wisely? You know how Oh, I could have told him that barometer wasn't worth anything, the idiot. I ought to be doing that. I'd run rings round them. You only have to look at my collection of horse brasses I've accrued to know that about me. I'll show you them when this is finished. Look, can I put this down? Are my arms hurting? You've already been holding it for two minutes, for goodness sake. The youth of today. Do you know, when I was half your age, um, some uh, people were down the pit. That's how hard it used to be. <laughs> Tiny children have to go up chimney pots. There, were, there was no fruit. Can I please see... <laughs> Can I please see your tele... What time is it? 11.15. 11.15? It can't be. I'm supposed to be being interviewed by the monthly advertiser 15 minutes ago at a restaurant of my choice. Television licence. Television licence. There's no need to shout. I'm not deaf, you know. What did you say? <laughs> 
Can I see your television licence? All right, all right. Keep your hair on. What there is of it. <laughs> licence. Right, then. Now, this time, when it was up for renewal, at my cleaner Doris's suggestion, her eldest, Michael, did it for me on the Ilfacom. Uh, infrared. Uh, the infrared, you know, the super-duper sort of a roadway thing. <laughs> you know. I've just had a postcard from Doris. That's why I said Ilfracom. <laughs> she's on holiday. Not that she's uh, gone to Ilfracom. She's in um, Mablethorpe uh, for a week. Anyway, um, Michael brought it with him in a suitcase, the Ilfracom. And do you know, years ago, that suitcase would have been the size of a skyscraper. <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it, what they can do today? A whole suitcase the size of a skyscraper at the push of a button. It's like when Paul Daniels made that elephant disappear. Mind-boggling. So you're saying you've got a licence and you did it on the internet? Correct. I'll show you out. Well, you could have told me that on the doorstep. Well, I'll tell you what. The way to look at it is, we're all a bit wiser and older now, aren't we? <laughs> Mind your head on that old light fitting. Here, this will cheer you up. Have one of these. It's an invitation to my book launch. Bring a friend if you've got one. Good day to you. <laughs> right then. I suppose I'd um, better get my trousers on. And, uh... <laughs> and... Get down to do my infinite. Infocom. Uh, interview. Hello, Jenny. Morning, Arthur. See? Go on, then. Anybody been asking for me? A young lady over there. What? Her? That can't be right. She looks like a five-year-old. Yeah, that's my Louise. She is a five-year-old. <laughs> well, no offence, Jenny, but I, I don't want a five-year-old interviewing me. You're Louise or not. How would she write it all down for a start? Be a right mess with those wax crayons she's got. <laughs> what are you on about? It's not my Louise's interviewing you, it's the lady behind her, it's at the window. I should flip it well hope so. It's quite ridiculous. I've, I've, I've heard of pushy parents, Jerry, but this just about likes it. I'll bring you tea over. Oh, I'd have one of those buns as well. <clears throat> Good morning. Or oh, is it afternoon now? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm saving that seat for someone. Oh, is there two of you? Pardon? Is there two of you? I don't know what you mean. Blimey, I'd have been better off with a five-year-old. <laughs> Let me put it another way. Is there two of you? <laughs> no. Oh, are you Count Arthur Strong? At your service. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you would be a bit younger. But I'm a bit younger. In, in fact, I'm quite a bit younger, thank you very much. <laughs> I've always been taken for a lot younger than I am. I've got elastic skin, like my mother had. They were all the same on that side of the family. Uh, my uncle Ernest looked like a toddler right the way into his 70s. <laughs> are, you, are you getting all this down? Because I don't want to have to go over it all again. Would you mind if I use my little recorder? Oh, you mean like a flute. 
tape recorder. Oh, I was going to say. I can't stand people blowing those things. I had to take one off a school child at the bus stop the other day. <laughs> Everything sounds the same on them. Very discordant. Now, I just want to record the interview. Be my guest. Now, you've got your first volume of your diaries just about to come out. Can you tell me a little bit about the book? Yes. Well, um, it retails at £7.99 p. <laughs> Ever so much. Uh, right back from when I started to keep a diary, all the way up until now. <laughs> Can you give me an idea of what kind of thing is in the diary? Well, it's a diary. Um, at the end of every day, before I went to sleep, I would write up what happened to me in that day. Do you not know what a diary is? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. But what would you put in it? What sort of things happened to you? All sorts of things have happened to me. Use your imagination. <laughs> Could you just tell me one? I don't know. I once, I once wrote a book. I don't know. You, you're putting me on the spot now, aren't you? All right, mate. You can't sit there. Why, is someone else sitting there? I'm, I'm doing an interview. Well, you famous, are you? Well, that's not for me to say. But uh, I am doing an interview with the monthly advertiser, so I must be doing something right. <laughs> well, you carry on. I'll just read my paper. Well, keep quiet, then. Now, what were you saying, my dear, before we were so rudely interrupted? Uh, um, can you tell me about an incident that happened to you that is in your diary, just so people who read this interview will have some sort of idea of what sort of thing is actually in your book? <laughs> Have you written a book? Yes, I have, if it's anything to do with you. Yeah, I was thinking about writing a book. You wouldn't believe the things that happen on the building sites. Well, why don't you shove off and write it, then? <laughs> then you can have your own press conference and stop interrupting mine. All right, Marky? Where's her? Oh, you can't sit there. Why not? He's doing an interview. Yeah, I'm not going to stop him. Here, do you hear what happened last night down the bell? Oh, for crying out loud. Look. If you are going to sit there, you're going to have to be much quieter than that. Preferably not saying anything at all. And don't tap on the table. Perhaps should we do this another time? No, we'll do it now. Ask me a question. Uh, how long did it take you to write? Well, it's hard to, to say. They're my diaries, aren't they? It's taken all my life, up to now, every night, for about half an hour prior to Horlicks, and I haven't finished yet. Put that... You've mixed with many celebrities through your career. Do you mention any of them in your book? Congratulations, a proper question at last. Pigs might never cease. Um, <laughs> yes, I do, is the answer to that. Where's he got to in my eclair? And um, tell me who, please. Well, let's see. Oh, there's, there's so many. Um, Anita Harris, I mentioned her. Oh, no, I took her out, didn't I? Um, I had to take her out because she said if I told anybody about her wedding... Her, um, oh, no, it wasn't her. <laughs> no, she is in it, Anita Harris. It was... Um, what's her face I took out? You know, miserable woman of the... Um, the the sailing boat one. Um, not ours way, the other one. Um, Captain Pugwash, was it? Not... Um, uh, Captain Baines was in it. You know... Oh, what is it? Um, 
A needing line, yes, the needing line. Told you, it's all there, you see, all in there. My little grey matter working overtime, as John Parrot would say. Um, Hercule Parrot would say. We watch that when it's on, Agatha Christie. Yeah, the wife likes him that plays Poirot. Oh, I was in an episode of that. I've, I've sat in a car with him, Parrot. Do you know him, then? Oh, yes, Hercule Parrot. We got on like our house was, um, was burning down. <laughs> Raised to the ground. <laughs> Absolutely nothing there now. It's a tragedy. Do you know anyone else off the telly? Oh, no, I'm all. Uh, Paul Daniels, um, Timothy Christopher of that vet programme. Um, all things bright and beautiful. Uh, wonderful, wonderful album. All, all things bright and wonderful. And small. Um, uh, yes, I've done an episode of, uh, of that. Sat in a car with him. Uh, let's see, who else do I know? Uh, Lance Percival, I know him from McCallions. And, um, oh, of course, dear old Edward Woodward. Slap me on the back! Oh, for crying out loud! Never liked him! Time waster! Dear me, get me a glass of water, will you, Wazza? <laughs> oh, you're not going, are you? I think I've got all I need. Oh, well, if you're sure, because there's plenty more of that where that came from. Plenty more. I have a, have a wealth of that sort of thing. I'm known for it, I am. Oh, uh, yes, I've always given a good interview. It looked very good in print, what I've just said, because I know the ropes. Been there, seen that, done it, bought the ropes. <laughs> Got the trousers and everything. Lovely to meet you. Thanks very much. It's been a pleasure, my darling. I'd no doubt be seeing you with the photographer, my book signing of mine. Yes. Oh, um, there was a bit of confusion over the address of the shop, though. The address I've been given is um, Wilf Taylor's Master Butcher's. That's right. Wilf Taylor's Quality Meats on Whitfield Street. You're having a book launch in a butcher's shop. Well, Waterford's bookshop wanted a fortune. Nearly three figures. I told them, you can stick it, I said. Wilf's doing it for me for next to nothing. Well, it is nothing. <laughs> Mind you, I did say I'd give him a book, so I suppose he's doing it for £7.99, isn't he? Unless I can give him one of those water-damaged ones out of the shed. <laughs> I'll have a sort through them. I'll tell you what, when you think uh, of the meat I've had off him over the years, I've probably paid for my book signing ten times over in just the offal I've had. That's not even thinking about chops or, or, or belly pork, etc. He ought to be paying me the tight so-and-so and so. I never thought of that. OK, so I'll see you there, then. Don't be late. <laughs> Afternoon, Arthur. Wilf, haven't you set the table up yet? Just about to. Well, you want to get a move on. Well, sorry, Arthur, it's just that I've been by myself this morning. Where's your David? He's not turned in. Oh, he's a waster. You want to give him his mooching orders. His mail orders. <laughs> Marching orders, for crying out loud. Oh, hello, they've started. Good afternoon, my dear. Yes, it is me in person, the author and writer, Count Arthur Strong. I bet you think you're dreaming, don't you? Well, you're not. Here, I'll pinch you. Ow! See, you'll be able to tell all your grandchildren you've had a personal audience with me and I drew blood, won't you? 
But uh, I'm afraid you're a little bit early, love. We're not quite ready for you yet. Can you form a queue outside? Hey, what do you mean, form a queue? I've come in for some sausages. <laughs> oh, thank goodness, sake. Well, hurry up. There's a very important book signing on in here this afternoon. I haven't got time for sausages, woman. I'm a busy seller, but I am. Sentry box. <laughs> celebrity! I'm, I'm a very busy celebrity. Put the snack on that door. Don't want any more like her wandering in. And I was under the impression, Wilf, that we'd have some security out front. I've seen crowds turn nasty before for no reason. We don't want another Salmonella Rusty scenario. <laughs> Give me on with this tablecloth. No, I shouldn't be having to do this, Wilf. I'm furious with you, David, quite furious. You can tell him from me, his godfather is seriously reconsidering his Christmas pound for next year. <laughs> it's a bit dingy in this corner, isn't it? Have you not got any more lights than this? What's that buzzing noise? It's the cold store. I'm not going to compete with that all afternoon. You'll have to turn that off. <laughs> well, I keep all the meat in there. I'm only saying to turn it off for the duration of my book signing. Bit of warm meat never hurt anybody. <laughs> Ask the French. <laughs> so, can I once again thank you all for coming along and making this day the most wonderful of occasions for me. Now, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to read an entry out at random just to show you they're all as good as each other, my diary entries. Let's have a look. Um, we'll do this one, uh, where it's just fallen open. <coughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Count Arthur Strong reads from his soon-to-be critically acclaimed book of mine I done. So it's all. I have always loved. <clears throat> Thursday, September. Well, you've turned that sodden tin off. I have never in all my years known anything like it. Can we please have a little decorum, please, on the butchery side of things? Thank you. Thursday, September the... Oh, for... Put a bloody sock on that bell! Dear. Thursday, September 3rd, 1968, 9am. No post uh, this morning. <laughs> Still raining. Get batteries. <laughs> that, that's all I've got down for, for that one. <laughs> That's just a short one, is that? Some of them are short, some of them are long. They're all different with me. No two days the same as me. No two days the same. Oh, I suppose I'd better do another one, hadn't I? Let's have a look. I'll pick this one. I'm not doing one at random again. Um, that's all. Ah, no. yeah. <coughs> Wednesday, January the 7th, 1962. Great news. England have just won the World Cup at football with goals by Nobby Styles and Alf Ramsey, which is marvellous news. Because there are so many people out on the streets celebrating, I'm almost late to arrive at the Adelphi Theatre for my show tonight. When I do get to my dressing room, my understudy, a spotty youth called Albert Finney, whose name escapes me... <laughs> is already in his underpants with one leg in my show trousers. Would he be so fast to jump into my grave, I mentally note. We're doing a musical version of Bridge Up the River Kwai. 
in which I'm playing the Alex Guinness part, made famous by the Alex Guinness in the film of the same name. <laughs> and everyone I know says I should have done the film instead of him. Though you'll not hear me saying much. <laughs> what I will say is I'd have been a lot funnier in it than he was, <laughs> and I'll just leave that there. <laughs> Left theatre at 10.25 to have dinner with Max Bygraves and Jimmy Clitheroe. Jimmy's in a foul mood. First he wants ice cream with his potatoes, then he messes his trousers and won't stop crying. And all night long he's blowing on a little plastic trumpet. I tell you, I wouldn't have come if it wasn't his turn to pay. <laughs> After the pudding, make my excuses and leave. Fall asleep on the 31, awaken at Terminus. Get home half past three. Straight to bed. To sleep, perchance to dream. <laughs> Good night, dear diary. Good night. Uh, now, at this junction, it falls to me to throw the floor open to questions from my admirers. Um, does anyone have any questions? Anything at all? Uh, yes, madam. Yes, you with your hand up. Yes, you. No, not you. 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 You with your hand up. You. You with your hand up. You're the only sodden person in the shop with your hand up. Look around you. No one else has got their hand up, have they? That should be a massive clue to you. <laughs> Me? Oh, bloody Ray, put the flag up. Well, I just wanted to know how much is your mincemeat? Oh, God, give me strength. Look, I've told you at the beginning it's nothing to do with me, the meat side of things, at the risk of repeating myself. It's nothing to do with me, the meat side of things. So I'll take it. There aren't any qu more questions then. Right, fine. Now, if you'll all form an orderly queue and have your £7.99p ready... I'll be only too delighted to personally sign your book with my signature I've been practising for you. <laughs> if, um, if you've got a pen. <laughs> Hello? One book, please. Oh, I can do you two if you're interested. For um, £16 we're doing that for. Special offer. No, thank you. Just the one. Suit yourself. Your loss. Only don't come saying you want two tomorrow because it'll be back to the usual price. So, you know, it's you that has to live with it. That's £7.99, please. Who do you want me to sign it to? Me. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Do you know, I can't be bothered anymore. Here we are. To me, with best wishes, <laughs> Count Arthur Strong. Thanking you. Next. Next. Come on, I said... Is that it? One sudden book. Is that all you're having? Yeah, there's a bunch of... Standing there with your mouths open like a lot of wet fish. <laughs> right, that's it. You've had your chance. I'm putting them away. It's your loss, not mine. And I shall be expecting a full refund from you, Wilf, for everything I've laid out for. I'll drop by in the morning with a list of the meat I want by way of reimbursement. Good day to you. Come on, shift yourself. Coming through. Mind your backs. Come on, clear out. <laughs> 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 
Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Joanna Neary, Alistair Kerr and Dave Mountfield. The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at Comedia Brighton, is produced by John Leonard and Mark Radcliffe and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operations production.